Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Wow. Luke chapter 14, verse 16 to 17. Amen. Then he said to him, are we reading? A certain man gave a great supper and invited many and sent his servant at supper time to say to those who were invited, come for all things are now ready. He says a certain man gave a great supper. Now, you know, this is Jesus telling the story. Jesus told through stories. And the certain man he's talking about in the story is God and that God likes to throw parties you like it yeah Jesus' first miracle was just to keep the party going yeah that's a record that's a record his first miracle guys who had already been drinking for a long time he's like Baba way so <laughs> this open bathing, Jesus was the first one at it. Only that he wasn't using up all his money. Yeah, he was using the money in the bathrooms, the, rather the water. Like, just open the tap in the sink there and take to the whatever of the MC. Champagne. Anyway, okay, champagne. Now, God, God, the Bible says he richly gives us all things to enjoy. Yeah, that's the Father's heart. He likes to love us. He likes to give, you see? He says, God who gives us, how? Richly, all things to enjoy. Have you ever been given something richly? Now, it's one thing when Mose gives you something richly. It's another thing when God gives you something richly and he wants you to enjoy it. Like life. You know, you would not believe it that God's idea of life is for you to enjoy it. Yeah, some people think God is so mean, he's hell-bent on giving us misery. But that's not God. You see, everywhere Jesus went, you see, Jesus is the perfect expression of the Father's love. When he found that food was finished, what did he do? He unleashed food. When he found that people were sick, what did he do? He eliminated sickness. Can you enjoy life when you're sick? No, so he knows that. So he's like, this person is sick. They are not enjoying life. I need to to take it away so they can enjoy life. If you're blind, can you enjoy life? No. So what does he do? Takes away the blindness so that you can see. If you're deaf, can you enjoy life? No. If you live with a constant sense of guilt, like Julius was that dreaded morning. Can you enjoy life? Can you enjoy a relationship with someone else where you're feeling guilty the whole time? No. So what does God do? He takes our sins upon himself so that we can have a rich, great life. In the book of John, Jesus taught and said that the thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. John 10.10. 10. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Now, when you use the word abundantly, it's actually not correct English to use more. Except when it is Jesus. That they may have what? Life and that they may have it 
more abundantly. Yeah. That they may have, a, my version, Moses' version says, a breathtaking life. You know when your life takes people's breath away? That's, that's Jesus' version of your life. They look at you and they're like, oh my God. Like that babe who went to King Solomon's place. The Bible says there was no more spirit in her. Now that's the anointing we carry. Because Jesus said, a greater than Solomon is here. And then he says, Christ in us, the hope of glory. In other words, on your inside, there is a greater than Solomon. So why shouldn't people's breath be taken away when they come across you? Yeah, they have one interaction with you. And they're like, oh, wow. They come for a meal at your house. And they're like, wow. Wow. Yeah, they take a ride in your car and they are like, wow. They come sit in your living room and they are like, wow. They come into your environment and they taste the joy that you carry around and they are like, what? Wow. Why are some people being wowed? Yeah. They look at your finances. And they are like, wow, did you see Jetty's shoe today? Yeah. I was like, this pastor thing is catching on. So the Bible says a certain man gave a great supper, not a small supper. I don't know what event you have ever attended where you are like, eh. You know some of those weddings, eh? Of course, the most amazing wedding I've ever been to was mine. Let me even come here in the middle to stress the point. <laughs> oh, I like it. I like it so much. Yeah, at our wedding, people danced. You see a person wearing a suit. They dance and the sweat goes through the jacket and the jacket is wet outside. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> I was there. A jacket. You see pictures of a person wearing a jacket. It is wet. From dancing and having fun. Hey. And you know what? That's how church should be. The whole time. Yeah, this business of coming here and trying to pretend that we are so good and whatever, as if there has been a coup in heaven. Look. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, let's rejoice. Yeah, every service, every garage service, every mission or community meeting, Every gathering, like the peculiar gathering on Saturday, <laughs> is literally God throwing a great supper. It's just that in the suppers that are thrown by men, you eat, go to the toilet, and sometimes by the next day there is nothing. But in God's great supper, he serves much more than just food. He serves the word. Jesus said that I am the bread that came down from heaven. Look at Chairman Julius's life. Look, look, look at that. A person who was doing open bar. The things he's doing now. And all it took is for him to go to the great what? Supper. It's for him to come to the great supper. And friends, there are thousands upon thousands upon thousands out there who haven't yet come because we haven't extended grace by saying, I'll take a risk. I'll invite you. Can you come with me? Can we go to the gathering? Can we go for movers and shakers? Can we go to garage? Can you come with me to the mission or community meeting? For there is a what? 
a great supper served and it is just tailored for you. Amen. Now, next verse. And next verse. Eh? And sent his servant to, at supper time to say, to, Come, for all things are now ready. Now, I told you that in the story, God is the certain man who gave a great supper. Now, all of us here, we are the servants. Hey, he said, and sent his servant. Okay, who here says, me, I'm not God's servant? I have jumped. Anyone? Okay, so you are, we are the servants. Are, are we sendable servants? Bible says, he who sendeth a fool cuts off the feet and drinketh damage. Okay, you can give it to us in the NKJV. He that sends a fool, this mind someone has just gone those ends. So forgive. Ah, he, ah, 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 let's read. He who sends a message by the hand of a fool cuts off his own feet and drinks violence. If you send a child to the shop, to the soap, shop, to buy soap, <laughs> eh? because you cannot go by yourself, you are busy attending to something, Else. Then they go somewhere else and buy Big G or, or, or Sweet Pepsi. <laughs> uh, you've just cut off your own feet because the person, the, your feet are with the person. They are the ones walking there on your behalf. So when they don't go, it's like your feet have been cut off. So when God sends us to invite our family members, our neighbors, our friends, our workmates to the kingdom to church to a place where they can find company where they will know they are not walking through life alone and then we don't go. It's like he has cut off his own what? Feet. Now of course you know that in that parable, in the proverb, the proverb the, the sender is not the fool. Yeah, neither are we fools. Why? Because we are going to go where we have been sent. Yeah. Amen. Hey, people are trying to be tough on me. Eh? I've jumped. Hey, I insist on the scriptures. Next, next, let's keep moving. <laughs> but they all, with one accord, began to make excuses. How many of you have ever tried to preach to someone or to invite someone to church or to, and they gave you an excuse by show of hands? Okay, we have all got excuses. They all, with one accord, began to make excuses. Last, when when we had the champions gathering, oh my God. <laughs> the excuses. My small toe is itching. I cannot come. Ah, uh, what, what? We don't have money. Look, we had to just say, okay, we will fund your coming. If money is the problem. Yeah. We, we, we had to invest our own personal finances, then some of the location to get, still, the people first say, no, it's not, it's money. Then you say, okay, now there's here is some money. Top up. We can't give you all the 30,000. It's only 30,000. At least contribute 10K. What? I now know what Moses went through trying to get people out of Egypt to the promised land. It's like, here is a good thing, a land flowing with milk and honey. Here you're being required to make bricks every day. What, what? Let's go. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. 
there is garlic and, and, and leeches and whatever. But anyway, they started giving excuses. Now, what's amazing is the types of excuses. And these excuses reveal something. Are you ready for the revelation of the excuses? So what did they say? The first one. Uh-huh. I have bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. I ask you, have me excused. I cannot come. Now, look. To the banquet. Now, a wife, a cow, commitments. Excused, I cannot come. Now, wait a minute. It is one dinner. You've bought it. Why must the inspection of the land happen at the exact time of the supper? Not before, not after. And yeah, who, who, who inspects land at night? Because this is supper. A pure what? Excuse. Are you here? Oh, you are leaving. Hey, I've bought a piece of ground. I must go and see it. Ah, sorry. Next. <laughs> Another said, <laughs> I have bought five yoke of oxen and I am going to test them at night, at supper time. That's the exact time I want to test my yoke of oxen. Pray me excused. Wow. Like, who tests yoke of oxen at supper time? Ah, no, he said he had his boat. I told you I'm going to show you a revelation. As I was looking through these notes this morning, God showed me something. The third one, still another said, I have married a wife. <laughs> wow. Why aren't you going to church? I've married a wife. The, is it that the wife doesn't eat the food being served at the dinner? Now, if I, if I had more time, I would indulge you a lot. Uh, I don't have the time. Uh, about this whole excuse system. But as I was looking at it, this is what I found out. Can I tell you? Can you take it? Are you sure? Hmm. It occurred to me that all these three people had started to experience a little bit of prosperity. A little bit of success. A little bit of answered prayer. Ah, I've bought a piece of land. Real estate. I've got five yoke of oxen. Business. Family, I put a ring on it. 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 So, for many of us, once God starts showing us a little bit of money, a little bit of business success, a little bit of uh, being married we are no longer available our so called success did you see did you hear Julius' story look I will not tell you where he worked but where he worked he had money yeah. you, how many people here can go and buy open the bar and say anyone who walks in here that drinks on me 
There are, not, there are some, but they will not put their hands up. But there are not many. You start tasting a little bit of God's blessings. And then you're like, I cannot come. I'm not available for MC. I'm so busy. I can't come to garage. Sunday's my day to rest. Oh, I take the kids for football. Oh, they have bike, bicycling. Oh, shopping. Horse riding. Wow! With just, and I'm not about serious success. I'm talking about mild success. Mild. Yeah, now you can afford the car. Huh? God, is, God no longer exists. Hmm? Am I talking? You see, that's why we don't have real success. Yeah, because we, with the little you see, you start thinking, I have arrived. I have arrived. Wow. Call it the time. I'll have, in, you, I'll have given you more. If I had more time. But do you see that all these guys had some little bit of success? Yeah. I remember when we were still at St. Francis, there was a phenomenon yeah. which I couldn't explain. People used to serve in ministry. Praise group, dramatic group, ushering, all these. At St. Francis, you could find like 100 different ministry groups. The moment they got married, they stopped. People who used to write insanely good songs, they get married, they disappear. No more songs. People who used to act, yeah? People who used to sing until you, you're like, what is going on here? They got married, that's it. Tell you, but I'm not the one. I am not the one. I'm not going to let mild success take me away from God's great supper. Matthew 13, 22, just to stress the point. Now he who received seed among the thorns, and we used to read together, is he who hears the word, and what? The cares of this world are the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Yeah. This is Jesus teaching. In other words, your so-called riches can deceive you. Yeah. It's always amazing being the pastor, sometimes you get certain information. It's always amazing that the wealthiest people are not the ones who give the most to the work of God. Yeah. 16 years of church now, I know. It's not the wealthiest. It's people who don't have much, but they love God. They get their all. They throw it in. The other day, we were trying to get that Gaiaza roof thing roofed. And we couldn't figure, we couldn't get all the money we needed quickly. And this young couple from one of the locations, they're not even from Gayaza, the lady just called me and said, we have our investment in XYZ place, we want that thing roofed. Here is 50 million. Wow. Yeah. They don't have too much. Here is 50 million. There are people for whom 50 million is pocket change. They will, they will even to get a million from them. You have to preach three sermons and mention hell like two times. <laughs> are you with me or you are going? Oh yeah. I know what I'm talking about. The deceitfulness of riches choke the word. Oh yeah. People fall in love when they're on campus. Then the guy gets some little money. Then they start thinking, I think I need a better wife. 
deceitfulness of riches. I'm, I'm talking real things. I'm a pastor, I know. Yeah, everyone loves, seems to love their wife until they start making some money. Then they think they deserve more. That's why in this church we ask men to do kameza. That little money you're making, give your wife. Because where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Treasure leads the heart. If you don't invest in her, you will not love her the way you ought to love her. I think now I can come nearer. If you don't invest in her, you will not love her the way you ought to love her. Treasure leads the heart. Oh yeah. What was I saying? Deceitfulness of riches. Yeah. I have seen so many people destroy their lives when they started touching some few dollars like this and they thought. <laughs> I like, dude, with that you think you have arrived. What will happen if you start making real money? Hey. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah. I thought Bill Gates would survive. He didn't. <laughs> Who will survive? <laughs> wow. How many of you know Andrew Womack? Hey, you, you can't be in West Pavis and you don't know Andrew Womack. Again, how many of you know Andrew Womack? By stretch of hands, okay. How many of you know Caris Bible College? That's Andrew Womack's, okay. Our friends, the directors of Andrew Womack Ministries and Caris Bible College in Uganda are in the house. Just wave to us. Yeah. I spotted them. I think, I think we had an agreement that if they come, I'll not say anything, but I, I think I forgot. <laughs> Bible says, honor where honor is due. Amen. Now, where were we? Deceitfulness. Now, they're showing me a thing. We're about to get into response. So, Pastor Angela and Pastor Bless, all get ready. Let's look at a couple of other verses here. Mark 10, 23, 27. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, this is after that rich young ruler had walked away. Let, read with me so that you don't get confused about this. Uh -huh. How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. You see that? Now, I think he said it, then he looked around and he realized people, <laughs> people were getting <laughs> worried. So, so he, he, he added something. What did he add? And the disciples were astonished at his, you know, astonished. Stone-faced. Yeah, like you become like a statue because of what someone has said. They're like, what? what? Those who are rich cannot enter. But Jesus answered again and said to them, children, now let's read together so you don't get confused. How hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, you see that these guys were just trusting in their own riches. Look, look at this. Look at this verse. First Timothy 6, 17-19. Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, no trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Let them do good that they be rich in good works, so to give willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. He says, command those who are rich. Do you know that rich people don't expect anyone to command them? Oh, yeah, they expect someone to beg them. Beg them to join mission or committee. Beg them to serve. Beg them, yeah. I'm telling you, you, you don't think it's true because you haven't yet become rich, some of you, but now I'm telling you so that when it happens, don't say I didn't tell you. Paul is telling a young pastor, 
called Timothy, who has nothing, he doesn't even have age on his side, to command rich people. Oh, yeah. He's like, don't look at them and fear them because of their money. Command. Oh, yeah. Once you become uncommandable, then the devil takes over. So they had excuses. Verse 21. Let's hurry up. So the servant came and reported these things to his master. Are we still reading together? What happened? Over the English is too much. So that servant came and reported these things to his master. Are you reading? Then the master of the house said, Oh, this is so bad. Just serve you and I will eat together. Is that what it says? What does he say? The master being what? Hungry. Hungry. Say to his servant, go out quickly. Uh, what, what do you think the tone was? Go, go. Go out quickly. To the streets. Hey, no. What did he say? Go quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in here the poor, the maimed, the lame, the blind. Oh yeah. He's like, these ones for whom it was meant don't want. Yeah. That's what you said. Preach the gospel. The spirit of the Lord is about to preach the gospel to the poor. Because people who have a little money always start playing around with God's things. Yeah. You go and study your history of revivals. They don't break out among rich communities. Yeah, the rich get it later. They trust in uncertain riches. Azusa wasn't a rich people's revival. Led by a black man with one eye. In a time where being black was such a terrible thing in that part of the world. Oh my goodness. Okay, I need to figure out how to finish. Go. Show me show me those pictures by Pastor Kathy who went and did the crusade among some of those fishing people. So this was Pastor Kathy, she was walking, then the people told her, Musumba, come and come and preach to us. She said, I'm coming on Monday. She went and put up a thing and did the crusade. Are you seeing the pictures? Hey, real crusade, my friend. Yeah, this is not a rich of people's crusade. This is not, as you can see, it's not, are you seeing lights there? And, and what? She, then, yeah, that's Pastor Florence. They brought some chairs from Washipavest and Tebe. Ah, keep going. Are you, are you seeing a, a, a boat? Oh yeah, this is a fishing community. Next, as it gets dark, more people come. That's how it works. The darker, the more. Uh-huh. Was that the altar call? Yeah, the altar call works best at night. So that even Nicodemus and Co. can come out. Yeah, they don't want too much lighting. When you, but here we do that. Please, when I call for you to get saved, just come, even though it's not night. Because we can't switch off the lights. <laughs> so he says, go and bring everyone. There's a, a young lady called Ida Gift. Kisambira. She goes to this church. Before the teenagers went back to school, I think they allocated each zone to bring the teenagers back to church. Every Sunday she would get... 10K. This is a student. And get each of her teenagers to take a border ride. One way. Like you come by border, you'll walk back. Give 1,000 each to get them here. 10K to change. 10K to change the destiny of 10 teenagers every Sunday. For some of you, if you add 10,000, you don't, you don't recognize it as money. And yet a student. This is what I call going out. Next verse. I'm out of time. 
I'm out of time. And the servant said, Master, it is done as you commanded, and there is still room. Then the master said to the servant, Go out into the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. So the first category was streets and lanes, that's urban. Highways and hedges, that's like rural. You do see hedges here in Naria? No. Those things. Go bring them. We have a, a worship harvest community in a village called Bulondo, led by Dr. Grace Kaisa. She goes there every weekend. Are you seeing that? Can you, can, don't rush. Go back. Switch off the lights. Let, let these people here see properly the pictures. Now, highways and hedges, that's enough. Uh-uh, you please. Would you easily recognize that as a worship harvest church? Oh yeah, worship harvest used to be the church of the rich. People told us you are the church of the rich. They thought to come here you have to be driving. Now that's us. That is, that is worship harvest. Show me the other pictures. Under a tree. Yeah, they are meeting under a tree. That's a hosting center. About to become a location this coming month. Wow. Wow. Worship harvest benches and tree ministries. Yeah, that's us. Yeah. You better enjoy these cushioned chairs now because you are going there to do the work. Do you have that other clip of the altar call when they are responding to Christ? If you can, please. Again, I don't know. They work in protocols. are going to the hedges. People, we are going to reach heaven and you'll be wondering why they are not giving you a certain chair. Hey, do you understand? We are going to get it done. And you know what? I think God has had, has had mercy on us as a church. Because to whom much is given, much is expected. I think there are people out there who are doing a lot more with a lot less. And we have a lot more and are doing a lot less. But we are going to change that story. We are going to change that story. And you had better be part of it. Don't be in the I cannot come category. Amen. Why don't we stand on our feet as we start closing this service. Thank you, Father. Just start praying. You, Lord. Giving thanks to God. You can pray in the spirit. God is good. Yeah. The purpose of this message is to encourage you, not to condemn you. For there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Amen. But just to show us that there is a lot more. Because every empty seat on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. Every empty seat in a church somewhere on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. And it's time for us to go out. It's time for us to compel them. It's time for you to hire a taxi every Sunday that you pay for that brings people from your neighborhood to this church. It's time for you to reach out to your workmates, to your family members who you know don't go to church. Who you know maybe used to work with God but they are no longer into it. And invite them. Invite them. Amen? Invite them into relationship. Amen? Amen. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Do you receive the word? Yes. Do you receive the word? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Now, next Sunday, we have organized a very special service. We are calling it the Love Fest. Yeah. It's going to be so good. 
we'll even have snacks. Yeah, you know, usually we only have drinks and only our first time gets, gets snacks. Now, Pastor Ari told me she's going to have snacks for everyone that you invite. Because it is a what? A love, a love fest. Why? We want people to come and experience the love of God. You heard Julia say how the reception, the hugs, just gave him confidence. And there are people out there, guys, who are hurting. Eh? People are hurting. People are in pain. People's marriages are not working. People are confused. People's businesses were decimated by COVID. They don't know what to do. And you and I have the solution. We can't just keep having a, small, a good time in our small fellowship here when people are out there hurting. We are going to invite them. Amen. Now, I'd like you to do for me something. I want you to invite three people next Sunday. Now, I don't mean invite, I sent a text, no. Bring three people. The invitation, you need to invite like 300, remind 200. <laughs> uh, as the day close, gets closer, loop in 100, and then on that, on that day, you'll be like, at least three, I must be sure. They are seated in my car. I'm the one bringing them. You can account for them. Why? Because every empty seat on earth represents an empty seat in heaven. Bible said we are seated together with him in the heavenly places in Christ. But it is those who are born again. Those who are not are not seated with him in the heavenly places. And the responsibility is on us. Christ has given us the responsibility and the resources and the capacity and the anointing and the power of the Holy Spirit to change lives. And change lives we will. Amen, amen, amen. Pastor Angie, do you want to come and make an invitation? There are people here who are ready to give their lives to Jesus this yes, morning. Yes, yes. God has prepared a great supper today. And one of the things he has prepared is an opportunity of freedom, an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ, an opportunity for you to stop struggling by yourself, an opportunity for you to become a son. He has a great supper prepared. I get the sense that today, just God is two things, that there are people in the room, one, who you've been walking a journey with Christ and, and you feel like the word is backslidden, okay? But there's another category of people and at our hosting centers and online and at the different locations who today you came because you are actually searching. You're like, I need to find out about this God thing. What's this God thing? I want to get born again. I've heard about it. I've heard about it and I'm tired. I want to get born again. I want to discover the love of Christ. And today is your day. Yeah. This is your day of salvation. You're in this room. You're at the hosting centers. You're at the different locations. I'm going to invite you to do something really courageous. God is in the room and God is there with you. Just put up your hand. Put up your hand and say, today I want to get born again. Today I choose to become a son. Wherever you are, just shoot up your hand. Shoot up your hand. God's love is ready and it's waiting for you. I don't know if that hand is up in the gallery, but if it is, we celebrate it. Praise the Lord. Can we celebrate this? There's a party in heaven. There's a party in heaven. Wherever you are, at your different locations, there's a pastor waiting to receive you. I'm going to wait a little more, a little more for someone else. There's someone else. Today is your day. Today is your day to be set free. I see a hand. Praise the Lord. He's worthy. Is there a celebration? There's a celebration in heaven. Can we have the people who's, who are getting saved to start coming to the front? Start yes. coming here where I am. And others. Don't stop clapping. Don't stop praying. It's a great day for these people. You're saying, I want to give my life to Jesus. Just walk straight here where I am. Pastors, I want you to come. There's someone upstairs, right? Yes. They're coming down. They're coming down. Yes. Praise the Lord. Let's keep <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, there might be some more. Someone just turn to your neighbor and tell them, don't be scared. Have you ever given your life to Christ? Ask your neighbor. Ask your neighbor. Have you ever given? And actually get an answer. 
Amen, amen. Can we celebrate our brothers? And if they haven't, say, I want to walk with you to the front. Tell them, I want to walk with you to the front if you haven't. Walk with them. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's keep clapping. There's a party in heaven happening right now. There's a party in heaven happening right now. Hallelujah. There's There's someone else coming to the front. Yeah. Today is the day of your salvation. Today you are set free. Welcome to the family of God. Amen. Welcome. You have made one of the best decisions you will ever make in your life. In your life. Today the suffering stops. Today the struggle stops. So you're going to say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Oh, there's someone else who's coming. Let's celebrate. At the different hosting centers and at the locations, I hope there's a celebration happening. I hope you're clapping your hands. I hope you're shouting. I hope you're joining heaven and the angels to celebrate people that have walked from darkness to life. Hallelujah! There's someone else! Praise the Lord! Welcome, 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 welcome! And this gentleman here. Wow! What a miracle! So we're going to pray. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. I give my life to you. Take my life and do something significant with it. In Jesus' name. So at the different locations and at your hosting centers, there's a pastor going to take your details. Why? Because we'd like to walk this journey with you would like to help you get planted. They are going to take your details. They are going to plug you into a missional community. They are going to walk with you and help you to grow in this new identity of yours. Amen. Here at Worship Harvest Nalia, Pastor Catherine Hamia is over there. She's going to go with you. She'll take your details and then you'll come back. Amen. Amen. Like I said, there's a great supper. There's a great supper. Marriages are being restored today. There's healing today. There's joy today. I get the sense that in the room, there's people that have just been struggling to keep their joy. So we're going to pray. We're going to lift our hands, okay? And we're just going to pray in the spirit. And the joy of the Lord is going to fill this room. Okay? And for everyone else who's been feeling like I have been backsliding, the joy of the Lord is in this place. He's calling you back. He's saying that I love you. He's saying that it is well. He's saying that it is here. And that in the presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. And at his right hand are pleasures evermore. So just lift your hands and pray and give thanks. Give thanks. Pray in the spirit. Joy is filling this room. There's laughter in your belly. You can shout if you want to. Joy is in this room. God is taking care of you. Joy, wherever you are, the locations. Thank you, Jesus, for joy. Thank you, Jesus, for joy. Thank you, Jesus, for joy. Thank you that this joy that we have, the world can't take away. I say no to depression. I chase depression out of this room. I say no to luck. I chase luck out of this room. May there be laughter in your house. May there be laughter on your lips. Can we clap our hands and praise the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. Isn't God wonderful? If you're sick in any part of your body, those who are online, those who are here in the room or wherever you are, just put your hand where the sickness is and we're going to pray. 
because God, Jesus heals sickness. Amen. It is a piece of cake for Jesus. Amen. So, Father, thank you because the power of God is present to heal. And so we command sickness in everybody, in every mind, in every soul, whatever is causing depression and sadness and discouragement, we expel you in the name of Jesus and command wellness upon your whole person, spirit and soul and body. May you walk in victory over sickness, victory over circumstances, victory over everything that seeks to destroy for the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy but he has come that you will have life and have it more abundantly therefore we command life in abundance therefore we command life in its fullness therefore we command life for you that that will be your testimony in Jesus name Amen and Amen thank you for joining us may God bless you may he cause his face to shine on you and give you peace peace in your heart Peace in your home, peace in your workplace, peace in your nation, peace in Ukraine, peace in Russia, peace everywhere, peace in Ethiopia, peace in Congo. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all now and forever. Amen. God bless you so much. Thanks for coming. Our next service is at 11.30. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.